TSCRA Talk, a podcast by Texas and Southwestern Cattle Raisers Association. I'm your host, Kristen Brown. Joining me for this episode is Brent Smith, Kenny County attorney and a native to Kenny County, which directly borders Mexico. So Brent, thanks for joining us for the podcast today. Yeah, my pleasure to be here. Now, you're dealing with the border crisis on a personal level as well as professionally. For those of us who are geographically removed from the situation on the border, give us a lay of the land. What are you dealing with day to day? Well, you know, we're about two hours directly west of San Antonio, and Kenny County shares about 16 miles of border with Mexico. And Valverde or Del Rio, where most people have heard of, is directly to our north. And Maverick County or Eagle Pass, which you see in the news, is directly to our south. So we're right between those two counties. What we see a lot every day is a lot of the high-speed smuggling chases that occur in the county. We've had, you know, bailouts, which, you know, some people don't realize what those are. But that's when law enforcement vehicles will stop a suspected smuggler. And instead of stopping, they just, they start speeding off and normally um, results in a crash or they drive through fences or game fences, ranch fences, and they'll drive through several miles of fences on ranches. And of course, you know, we know what that, you know, results in. So we've had high-speed chases right down our main street in our small little town, bailouts right on the Kinney County courthouse lawn, you know, with police and everyone chasing people. Obviously, we have trespassing all over the county, you know, Every single ranch that I know of has had it occur on their property. It's usually on a semi-daily basis that we have people come through that we know about. You know, there's helicopters flying day and night in the county trying to basically apprehend these people and locate them. I mean, it looks like an invasion is what it looks like. And in fact, Border Patrol just released their numbers for April. And in April alone, they had 234,000 apprehensions. 234,000. And that's only probably on a good day, Border Patrol will apprehend about 10 to 12% of the total that crosses. So that 234,000 in April is only about 15% the most. Wow. That's wow. what it looks like down here. It's an active invasion is what everyone down here calls it. Cause when you have to live through it, that's what it feels like. I'm sure it has changed literally every aspect of people's day-to-day life down there. Oh, it, it has for sure. You know, our ranch workers now spend, before they do anything on the ranch, they spend half a day checking fences. Because as a rancher, you know, if you don't have a good fence up and your cattle getting out, it doesn't matter what else you're doing. That's your first priority. So our workers, every day, they go around the entire perimeter, outside perimeter of the fence, just to check how many holes have been cut. Are there holes? Have cattle gotten out? And there's a lot of exotic game ranches down here for hunting as well. And that's a whole different problem. You know, you have exotic game that gets out. You have to get a helicopter in at least to get those back in if you even find them. Yeah. And what about safety down there? What does that look like for folks out at the ranch? But also, I assume people in town, it's it's uh, changed their life too. Yeah. No, you can't leave any door unlocked, any keys in the vehicle at all. Having to carry a weapon with you 24-7. You know, we have guns stacked up by the door in case we need them. In fact, you know, a few months ago, we had a rancher, an elderly lady, get attacked at her front gate. She was trying to, she was on a four-wheeler trying to go through a gate, and several illegal aliens tried to uh, jump her on the four-wheeler at the gate. And she luckily sped off, and one of the illegal aliens was holding on to the four-wheeler and eventually let go, but 
you know, you come up to a gate and normally you don't have to think twice about, is there someone outside in the dark or in the bushes waiting to jump you when you get out to get your gate? But now you have to consider that. In fact, we try not to go out on the ranch after it's dark because there's just too many unknown variables. Sure. Sure. Well, and what about livestock? Are livestock being harmed through this at all? Or or is it more of just get through the ranch, try to get vehicles or whatever materials they can? You know, livestock being harmed is something I'm not sure about because we haven't seen any reports of that itself. But one of the things that is occurring is the water supply for livestock. You know, the water, you will have, you know, black poly pipe or black plastic pipe or tanks or even metal tanks or metal pipe. They'll drill holes in the, in the pipe so they can get fresh water and not have to go into like the water trough that has moss in it. So what we're seeing the worst danger to livestock is either cutting the fences and they get out on the highway or they vandalize water supply and you might not realize it until your tank's dry. And, you know, in the middle of the summer, everyone knows, you know, you go three or four days without water in your cows or livestock, that's a death sentence. And so that's one of the things we really have to watch is our water supplies because they've vandalized the water pipes and emptied your entire water tank there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, you've touched on so many challenges already, but but what other challenges, if there are any that come to mind, do ranchers face, but also, again, the people, the communities along the border? Well, as far as ranching goes, you know, I've already listed some of the challenges, but some of the other are the hunting leases. There's not many hunters that want to pay, you know, top dollar for a hunting lease that you have to come down and, and basically be bothered with, you know, finding illegal aliens in your blinds, them robbing the camps, stealing vehicles. You know, the list goes on and on. And so there's been several hunting ranches in Kenny County that have actually closed or, you know, stopped. Not, they're not able to sell hunts anymore. And as a rancher, that's a huge part of the income is is hunting leases or having a hunting operation. Yeah. And as far as the town goes, you know, the, we mainly have trespass. There, there's two different types. There's a trespassing that occurs on the ranches. And then there's the high-speed chases that occur everywhere. The high-speed chases in, through town have also caused a lot of danger for citizens. In fact, our school district in town in Brackettville, they've had to place these huge rock-sized boulders around the campus, like a military base, it looks like, to keep the cars from crashing in, going into campus. And so keeping the students safe, they had these military-style barricades around the campus. And, you know, if that's not something like an active invasion, I don't know what it is. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's something that we've had to do to just keep our children attending school safe. Wow. Yeah. Now, one thing that comes up, I think, again, somebody who's who's not right there on the border seeing it all, but there are people from a variety of countries coming. Talk to us a little bit about that. Well, so far, I think there's been 170 different countries that have been registered at, you know, they've been either apprehended or, or detained in some ways. Just last week, we apprehended four Chinese people being smuggled in. We've had actually apprehended several groups of Chinese people being smuggled by car. You know, every ethnicity you can think of, our sheriff has apprehended them. As far as trespassing goes, it's mainly Hondurans and Mexicans and a couple other South American countries. But when it comes to the car smuggling, the vehicle smuggling, there's no telling where they're from. I mean, they I think every country on the globe has been apprehended at some point under this, you know, active invasion that's occurring. Very interesting. Is it predominantly men, women, children? Is there one group that's more than another? The trespassing that occurs through the ranches is predominantly men, single-aged men. On the ones that are being smuggled, I would say if I had a, this is just a guess, probably 90% men, 
10% women and very, very few children. What you see on the news, the asylum seekers that are, you know, that have all the kids and the families, they're turning themselves into Border Patrol as soon as they cross the river. That's not what we have here in Kenny County. We don't have a port of entry in the county. So all of the traffic or traveling that occurs in our county is smuggling. And very few, I think, I think I've seen maybe five or six children and probably, you know, 5% of them are women, but 90 to 95% are single adult males. Very interesting. So from your perspective, what is the answer to this, this invasion like you refer to it as? You know, the solution has to be preventing the entry to, from occurring in the first place. Because once they enter Texas, the amount of resources that it takes to try to apprehend them or prevent them from going further into the state is just astronomical. We have DPS all over the place down here. We have our sheriff. Border Patrol is so busy processing, they can't even respond. If you can prevent them from crossing the river to begin with, that's going to be the solution. And I think putting pressure, economic pressure on Mexico is going to be part of that solution. But the problem is the cartels and the Mexican government work hand in hand most of the time. So what you have to do is put enough economic pressure on Mexico from their legitimate commerce that they will stop the illegal commerce. Because cartels have a great business plan set up. The human trafficking makes more money than drugs on any any day because it's a trafficking item that pays continually throughout several years of indentured servitude. And people think that we're exaggerating that type of problem. We're not. They Once they come here, they owe the cartels upwards of $20,000 for crossing and transportation. They don't have that money. They work it off doing whatever the cartel tells them to do. And if they don't, they have family members back in their home countries that'll pay for it or even here. The cartel has absolute control on both sides of the border right now, like bar none. I can tell you that from being here. If they want something to happen on once on our side of the border, it happens. Mm, that's very interesting. A little bit scary too. If the governor or President Biden were listening to this podcast, what would you ask of them to improve the quality of life for you and the people in your area and all along the border? Well, in all honesty, I won't even waste my breath with Biden at the moment. I don't even know if he would understand. But as far as Governor Abbott goes, the governor has governors. Each state have a tremendous amount of power under the Constitution of both their own state and the U.S. Constitution. Under Article One of the Constitution, it provides the governors a way to protect their own borders of their state when the federal government does or fails to do so. And I would ask that the governor of Texas declare an invasion of his state, which he's allowed to do when actually invaded or threatened with imminent harm is what the Constitution says. And so by doing that, that allows him to prevent any more illegal entries into the state of Texas, and he could force all entries to go through a port of entry how it's supposed to be done. You know, it's going to require the governor stepping up to the plate to get that done and probably having other states to come in and help him do that, because we're talking about a monumental task. But that's what we have to do, because most people don't realize is we're running out of time. Every day that goes by, thousands upon thousands of people are entering the U.S. People, we have no idea who they are, no criminal history background checks. They're purposely evading detection for a reason. You know, I think DHS came out with some statistics that well over 50 people or known terrorists have entered the country that they know about, that they have apprehended. How many have entered the country that we don't even know about? And so it's a national security risk. And so it's not, you know, Governor Abbott acting wouldn't be just for Texans alone, but for the United States national security. 
And I think that has to happen immediately. I mean, it's kind of like Texas is on, you know, the operating table with a gunshot wound and we're trying to put band-aids on it, but we're bleeding out at the same time. So it's, we're running out of time. And so we need to act fast. Well, and with the end of Title 42 approaching, give us your thoughts there. Right now with DHS and their policies that they've enacted, not laws, but policies, they've basically taken away all the tools that Border Patrol can use to protect our border, except Title 42 is their last remaining tool that they have to do anything about illegal immigration and having some type of border enforcement. Literally, it's the last straw that they have. Once Title 42 goes away, pretty much every single person that comes to the United States will be released. And so that's why everyone's making such a big deal about it is right now that's the one tool left in their arsenal to try to do something about the border. Once Title 42 goes away, everyone on the other side of the border, and and I'm not saying Mexicans alone, I'm talking everyone in the world that comes through our southern border, they're waiting for Title 42 to go away so they can come in and they know they're going to be released. Why, you know, who wouldn't come through if they knew they could get released? I mean, you're talking drug smugglers, criminals, and then the people who want a better life. But once Title 42 goes away, it's going to be the floodgates are going to be open. I mean, it already feels like the floodgates are open, but every analyst I've spoken to or seen has predicted it to be about three times as it is bad now. So we're looking at numbers that are unsustainable more than the, I mean, they're already unsustainable. But once we get to that point, there's going to be no way we can hold the tide back at all. And there's been some whisperings out of the governor's office that he will be declaring an invasion soon. I hope he does. Because that's the only solution that I see to this is for Texas to take a stand and try to do something to protect its citizens. We have to. We don't have a choice. Definitely. Well, and as a third generation rancher, it's that's a tough spot to be in because you likely don't want to leave that area. That's your home. That's where right. your roots are. Yeah. And, you know, as growing up here, I was born in Del Rio and raised in Kenny County. And I was elected as county attorney about a year and a half ago. I know all the ranchers in the area. I know what they're going through. And that's why, you know, I've, I've decided to prosecute all the people I can for trespassing to try to do something in my limited capacity to try to slow this down or at least make them go around Kenny County. Up to date, we've arrested over 3,000 people trespassing on ranches and we're prosecuting every single one of them. That 3,000 people, though, is bombarding my office, trying, you know, trying to keep up prosecuting that many people. Normally, you know, before this took place, we were prosecuting six people a month for various crimes. And now we're doing about five to 600 a month. So it's just exploded. Wow. Well, and as this problem continues to just spread north again through Texas, through the rest of the United States, do you have any advice for our listeners? Well, you know, I think a big misconception most people make that in the past is that, well, that's a border county issue. It's not going to affect me. I'm in the north part of Texas or I'm in the east part of Texas. No, you're mistaken. It will affect you. It already is. You probably don't know it yet. In fact, they're they're not staying in our counties. They're moving through our counties going toward y'all's. And so they're going to be all throughout Texas, all throughout the United States. It's every town is now a border town. The drugs, the uh, human trafficking, everything that occurs. I believe our Attorney General Paxton came out with a lawsuit a few years ago stating that every legal alien in the state of Texas costs the state $34,000 a year once you figure out housing, education, medical bills, everything in total is 34000 a year. And if you do the math, that's a huge amount of money that Texas taxpayers have to pay. And what I would suggest people do is contact their elected representatives 
because this is more than a, a county issue. This is going to take a state solution. And our politicians need to be held accountable for protecting the citizens of Texas because they work for us. And we need to hold them account to that. Is there anything that we haven't covered that you feel like it's important for listeners to know? And just another one of those messages that you want to get out information that is important for people to know? Well, a lot of people talk about the federal government fixing this issue. But, you know, I've talked to several elected representatives in the federal government, including people like Ted Cruz, Chip Roy. Everyone tells them the same thing. Nothing is going to change unless we have what well, one is maybe in the elections coming up in 2023, once they take office in January, that might help then. But DHS is controlled by the president of the United States and the secretary Marcus. So until the next presidential election, Texas is on its own. And so we have to focus on our state leaders. I wouldn't waste much breath with our federal leaders at this point, because this is not done out of ignorance. This is done on purpose. You know, they have systematically taken away the border security that we used to enjoy. And so I would encourage your listeners to check into their state representatives, call the governor's office and try to, you know, encourage him to do more about the border and and secure it for all of Texans and the United States as well. Very good. Very good. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for sharing your experience with us. And it's powerful to hear from someone right there on the border who is seeing this day to day and, and who has grown up down there and knows, knows what it could be like and knows what it is right now. Yes, ma'am. Well, thank you very much. I'm happy to be on any time. And to our listeners, thanks so much for joining us for this episode. This summer, we hope you'll join us at one of our ranch gatherings across the state. You can find us in Alpine, Crockett, Dallas, Decatur, George West, Hondo, Wichita Falls, and Winnie this July and August. And we'd also like to invite you to join our Virtual Ranching 101 webinars the third Tuesday of each month discussing pertinent topics to ranch success. More information can be found at tscra.org or by emailing events at tscra.org.